everybody and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. Welcome. All right, so today we're talking about um, seven scorpions or poisons. Uh, so I was reading, gosh, and I can't remember, I should have wrote down the book. I, I know... Have you ever done that before where you're like, oh, well, remember that. Yeah, don't. Just write it down, okay? So um, th- there was a, a book I was reading, and it was talking about, like, uh, old ancient Egypt and some of the, the mystery schools um, that they had. And they talked about seven scorpions or seven poisons that small doses could actually be helpful Um, so I know that there are, uh, certain ailments out there that you can actually, the, the medicine for it is, um, not the bite of a, a snake, but a small, I guess, dose of their venom will actually help cure the ailment. So they were thinking the same thing that, you know, these seven scorpions or poisons or, or thoughts, ways of being, uh, in small doses actually are very helpful because you can use it in order to get over something that you might be dealing with in life. But if you hold on to it for too long or you have too much of a, a high dose, then it can do damage. It can actually kill you prematurely um, or can cause you a lot of uh, grief and pain. So it, it's very interesting because uh, these seven poisons, uh, I'm going to share them with you, tell you just a little bit about them. And I want you to keep that in mind though, that none of these are wrong or bad in the correct dose and the correct timing. However, uh, you know, when, when you do hold on to it or you don't process it well, it can cause you damage. So the first one of course is fear and fear is, um, you know, people will, will talk about that all the time in coaching and they're like, I know this doesn't make sense. And you know, this, there's no logic to this. No, there's never logic to fear because fear doesn't live in the part of the brain where logic is, but fear can, uh, you know, there's appropriate fear, right? There's the fear that, uh, any (laughs) wise sage will say, Hey, there's a tiger. Uh, yeah, so I might fear getting eaten. So what am I going to do about that, right? Now, your reaction may be different depending on what you think is going to keep you safe, but there is good fear. And part of that fear is also um, the good stress, if you will. Uh, The stress that uh, helps you to get the energy to meet a deadline, right? So a little dose of that is not going to hurt you. However, if you stay in your fear, uh, especially if you are fearing something that may or may not actually happen, right? Worry and anxiety about the future. That is like a poison that will seep throughout your whole thinking and it will cause damage to your whole system. Now, the next one is guilt. Guilt is the same way. So think about it this way, that guilt um, allows you to um, let's say, you know, you've had a wonky interaction with someone and you feel guilty. Okay. The guilt is a a communication messenger for you. What do you want to do about that? Um, do you want to, you know, forgive yourself and them? Do you want to go and, 
you know, ask them for forgiveness? Do you want to do an interaction debrief? You can use that feeling of guilt to push you onwards to something greater. Or you can internalize that and beat yourself up and go into that blame, shame, guilt phase and you can do yourself some damage. Okay. Um, the next one is shame and shame is a very, very low level vibration frequency emotion, which means that the longer you sit in shame, the more damage it does. It's very destructive. Um, shame, um, not that has been put upon you by others or that you have done yourself, uh, or shame that you give to others. If you are a person who goes around and judges and shames people for the way that they think or live or be, um, it can also do you damage. So again, you know, it's, it's okay to feel shame, right? And you want to ask yourself, what do I want to do with this? How do I want to process this? Right. Um, is there something here that I need to fix? Uh, you know, do I need to change something that I'm doing or, um, do I need to just let myself off the hook with compassion and understanding? So you get to decide what to do with it. You don't have to just sit in it, but the longer you sit in shame, the more destructive energy goes throughout your whole body and it can actually cause you to, to become ill and to die an early death. Now, grief is another one. Um, grief is, is one of those, we talk about it a lot. Um, it's, it's two sides of the coin with love. Um, when you have great grief, that means you have great love. So it's actually a sign that you loved, you know, whatever you're grieving or whoever you're grieving. Um, but if you stay in grief for too long, or it's too much of a deep grief for too long, uh, and you're not processing it or you're not processing and you're ignoring and avoiding it. It's like a silent poison that tries to, to creep up on you. So we want to make sure that we're actually honoring grief. When it comes, we say, Hey grief, I get it. You're here. What do you need right now? Sometimes it'll ask you to sit and cry for a minute. Sometimes it'll ask you to do something, uh, to remember your loved one. Um, you know, there are certain times when, you know, like anniversaries, important dates, things that, that grief might pop up, but it's the surprising days, you know, the random Tuesday years later that it, it kind of hits you. And those are the times that when we can honor it and say, okay, here's a little bit of grief coming for me right now. Uh, how do I want to process this and move on? Uh, it, rather than, you know, kind of beating yourself up that that's there. Uh, it turns into something that's helpful and not a poison. Uh, the next one is lies. Lies are a poison. Okay. So there's several different kinds of lies, obviously lies to, you know, other people. Usually those are about control, manipulation or, or protection, right? Getting yourself out of something. Um, there's, there's also lies to ourselves, you know, where we're deceiving ourselves and trying to actively avoid something. So maybe a truth is coming up for us and we just keep telling ourselves a lie, right? So this poison, uh, can really do a lot of damage for you and other people. Uh, especially if you are, uh, dealing with, you know, have you ever dealt with a person who brings drama and they're a pathological liar and you know that about them <laughs> and it just causes so much angst and woe. 
So we want to make sure that we're trying to live a truthful life, which means we need to be open, willing, and curious. And when we do notice that we're lying, especially to ourselves, that we stop and say, hmm, interesting. Let, let me figure out what that's about. Okay. Now the next one is illusions. So illusions are um, untruths. So we talk a lot here about who are you really? You are uh, a, a spiritual being gifted with an intellect living in a physical reality. You are not a body. Your body is a beautiful gift that's given to you uh, to live this life. You are, you are a human and you are also a, a divine being. And understanding that and coming back to that all the time, if you're a relatively new listener, go back to our series that we did on fear to faith. Uh, because that will really highlight for you a lot of truths uh, that we don't typically take into account in our normal everyday life. But once you start looking at those, you'll get it. So illusions can pop up throughout all of our day if we don't know what the truth is, if we're not seeking after that truth, if we're not checking in with, you know, our intuition or our gut feeling, if we're using just our head logic, um, we can get stuck into illusions and not even realize that's what we're doing. So a little bit of illusion when we catch ourselves in that is good because then we can do our work and say, oh, okay, what would I like instead? But, you know, if we're caught up in it and it's, it's in our system and we're not processing it or getting rid of it, it's going to become a poison for us. There's a lot of um, consequences that come from that. And then the last one is attachments. So attachment, listen, there is nothing wrong with having stuff. There's nothing wrong with loving stuff or loving people or whatever you have, right? Uh, um, being detached is not about lifting your preferences and your opinions. Being detached is just saying the things and people and ideas that you prefer, you can let go of if you need to, and you don't let them run your life. So for example, the other day I was, um, had this little Facebook interaction with someone and we were talking about the education space and what the, the idea that they had presented, uh, was a very one-sided idea, which honestly, I don't care. That's your idea, but you can think whatever you want, but the way in which it was presented was, um, not just, this is my one idea, but it was disparaging other people. And because this person who posted it put themselves in a position as an expert in the field, I thought, okay, expert to expert, let's talk about this. And so we had a, an interaction and she was trying to convince me of her side. And I said, you know, here's the thing, you'll never convince me of a side because there's hundreds of sides to this very complex issue. So I will never be convinced of one side. Actually, all of them put together is more representative of what the issue is. But the issue I have is that as you're presenting your one side, you're demeaning a whole other group of people. So if we're going to approach, uh, you know, a correction to this problem, uh, we need to do that with respect, value, and honor for each person. And... <laughs> So I have released any attachments I have to the idea of there's one way to solve this education problem. There's one way to do this or that. There's actually multiple ways. Um, but the attachment that I had, the preference that was showing up in that, that moment was 
uh, is there an opportunity that I have with this one person to get them not to change their, their mind, but to open their mind um, to another person's idea? So really, I was, I was kind of probing a little bit to see, can this person release their attachment to what their, their preconceived notion of the, the fix is? In that in one little interaction, no, but you know, I'm, I'm striving to do that with, with the people that I'm working with. How can I, um, you know, how can I just help them think a little bit differently? So having an attachment is not a problem. Um, the problem is when we do everything in our power to protect whatever that thing is. So notice, um, I love this. Uh, there was a quote I read somewhere that said a, a savior is anyone who points out to you a place where you're absolutely sure that you are right. Uh, and so anytime that you get to that place where you feel like you are hundred percent correct about something, examine it. I'm not saying you have to change your mind. I'm just saying, think about that because that's a, an attachment. Is that a preference, right? Have you come to that conclusion and said, I really prefer things to be X, Y, and Z. That's fine. But have you gone beyond preference to an attachment where now it's kind of running your life? Because those attachments will run your life and they'll, they're like a, a sickening poison that will get into your system and it will cause you a lot of, um, well, less peace, that's for sure. Okay. So examine yourself for, for these seven different, um, scorpions or poisons. Um, and you know, just ask yourself, where am I at with each one of these? Um, what do they mean to me? Which one is mine, right? There might be one or two of these that you really struggle with. And what would you like to do about that? Okay. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.